0: Facebook. Good morning, podcasters. How are you today? Uh, Praise God for his wondrous grace. I have restored back here and I have some things that were spoken over me years ago and I appreciate them so much. God has spoken over the last few days uh, specifically to me And those of you who um, have given me the words I appreciate so much, um, I'm working on them uh, as we speak. They're a daily thing. You've got to go through it. Um, I'm going to tell you a couple things that I do each day as we get into this teaching today, but um, <clears throat> one of the things I do is I bought Bill Johnson's book, um, let's see, Pre- uh, it's called um, Hosting the Presence of the Lord Every Day. It's a devotional. I do that every day. Uh, I'm reading Madame Guyon's uh, book, uh, Experiencing the Depths of Jesus Christ. I'm going through it again. I've given that book away many, many times, um, <clears throat> many times over, and God has just been doing really well in, in that book. And, and I encourage you to get those. Um, another book I've been going through, is uh, Questions for Jesus. It's practicing. Actually, when I took this class, it revolutionized my prayer life. It, it gave me the ability to pray um, the heart of God a lot better. And um, just tremendous. Tony Stolfus is the author, and it's a workbook, and you get to go through it. And, uh, and I'm, I just appreciate so much his love and his affection for the Lord and how it brought me out and I and, and thank you and then I also read first uh, Corinthians 13 every day and uh, and I read uh, Matthew chapter six uh, the prayer the model prayer of Jesus every day and uh, <clears throat> I personalize these things so it's not about somebody else it's about me in other words Instead of saying "our Father," I say "Father," and I'll meditate on the word "Father" and what it means to be in the body of Christ and what it means to be a son of Jesus. And you can do that, and um, <clears throat> and I encourage you to do so. Um, also, if you want to have any information on this ministry, it's Tom and Sarah Ministries at Gmail dot com. That's the address, and uh, uh, also you can get. Um, you know, my two books, SOS, A 50-Day Journey into the Heart of God, and um, <clears throat> From Breakdown to Breakthrough, My Journey to Soul Health. Um, after my divorce, uh, a couple years after, well, my divorce was final in 2018. And um, and then so I had, uh, I, I went through a lot and, and God healed me of that, gave me some resources that I share with you in the book. And uh, so you can get those two books from me for twenty dollars that includes shipping. So <clears throat> just email me tom in ministries at gmail.com. Also, you can um, uh, you can donate into this ministry, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Zelle. Um, I have a GoFundMe account that you can get to. Email me tom and Sarah ministries at gmail.com and we'll get you. Uh, the information on that praise God. Well, I'm excited today. I got to tell you, we just finished a seven day fast here in Reading and um, a corporate fast uh, for for more of the presence of God. It's more of like feasting on the presence of the Lord. Steve Backlund and Igniting Hope Ministries are uh, going into a forty day uh, negativity fast and positivity feast. Or Biblicativity feast, right? Words of the Bible, declarations, things like that. And uh, <clears throat> you can get that information at ignitinghope.com. Um, so we, uh, I wanna pick up here on John chapter five, and this is our uh, 12th um, lesson uh, for, the, for this year. And I, and I appreciate that so much. I, I get lost with the numbers but it's okay. All right, <clears throat> so John, uh, in John chapter five, verse 33, Jesus is still talking to the um, religious leaders. And again, I'll remind you that um, I'm not addicted to coffee, but coffee is addicted to me. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> You have sent messengers to John. He's talking to the religious leaders. You have sent messengers to, to John, and what he testified about me is true. Now, remember what was happening here. He heals this guy, lame, for 38 years on the Sabbath. The religious leaders are mad at him, and uh, Jesus calls himself the son of God, which made him equal to God, Um and so these religious leaders are mad. And so Jesus is continuing this. Jesus said, I can do nothing of my own except to fulfill the desires of my father who sent me. And he said, for I, for if I were here making claims about myself, uh, you would have reasons to doubt. But there is another who bears witness. And I know that what he testifies of me is true. Now, what is he going to do? He's going to talk to John the ba- about John the Baptist. You have, or the, Bap- the baptizer. He wasn't Baptist. <laughs> you have sent messengers to John. And what he testified about me is true. I have no need to be validated by men. But I am saying these things so that you will believe and be rescued. Or believe and be saved. Believe and be uh, uh, delivered. You do not need today to be a validated by a man, okay? Every day I see it. <clears throat> people are looking to validate, be validated by a man. Um, people, for some reason, Christians, uh, believers, are hungry for a pulpit. They're hungry to get a pulpit and to be able to speak, okay? I'm grateful for these platforms: YouTube, uh, <clears throat> podcasting, Spotify for podcasters, and Facebook Live and Instagram Lives. You, you, you get to uh, preach. You get to share what God has put on your heart. You don't need necessarily a pulpit anymore. What you need is the power of Jesus to come on your life and to be who God called you to be. Not everybody's a preacher. Not everybody is, is called to speak, but everybody has a word. Not everybody is called to preach uh, or pastor a church or, or stand in front of thousands of people to share. I know people who do and who are called to that, but <clears throat> you do not need the validation of a man. What you need is a validation of God in your life. And how does that happen? Through anointing, through, through his presence regularly in your life. You need the, the applause of heaven, and God already gives that to you. The Bible says in, in Romans chapter 8 that we have been fully accepted, Okay, or we have been adopted as sons, so we are accepted into Him. <clears throat> you will believe. I'm I'm saying these things to you so that you will be uh, believe and be set uh, and saved. God uh, or John was sent uh, uh, was a blazing, burning torch, or a a lantern of chasing flames, a lantern of flame and for a short time you basked in his light with great joy do you remember what it was like standing in front of a campfire i don't know there's something about a fire that's mesmerizing something about a fire that that is um uh, you know it's it's hip, i don't want to say hypnotizing in a bad way but what it does is it it gets you into a uh, um um, um a peaceful moment, a, a a moment of stillness, of quiet, when you see a campfire. I love campfires. And here is John. He not only is a light, but he brings warmth. That's funny that Jesus would say that about a guy wearing camel clothes and eating locusts. But I can provide, uh, he says in verse 36, I can provide a more substantial proof of who I am that exceeds John's testimony, all right? In verse 32, Jesus said, there is another who bears witness of my, and then so he says here in verse 36, I'm gonna provide a more substantial proof of who I am that exceeds John's testimony. Well, what are those things? My miracles, Jesus' miracles. These works, which the Father destined for me to complete, they prove, that the Father sent me. Remember, Nicodemus said, no man can do these things except God be with him. Verse 37, all right? First of all, verse 36, the second part here, he says, these works which the Father destined for me to complete. It was his destiny of why he was sent to earth. They prove that the Father has sent me. Not, not necessarily the, um, not necessarily the words that are spoken, but the works. If you don't believe me, believe the miracles. That's what Jesus said. Verse thirty-seven. And my Father Himself, who gave me this mission, has also testified that I am His Son. Or He testified about me. This is a reference, I believe, to the audible voice of God that happened at his baptism. Remember, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. He was commissioned by the father at that moment. I mean, yes, he was commissioned from the moment he was conceived. But the thing is that at that moment, God pronounced him to the world. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. But you never heard his voice nor seen his face. Hi, Kristen. You have never heard his voice nor seen his face. Nor does his word truly live inside you, for you refuse to believe in me or to embrace me as God's messenger. Even though we hear things, sometimes we shut it out. I know, it's such a good morning, nice sunny day. Um, <clears throat> we get to hear God through different means. All right, we get to hear God through Through preaching, we get to hear God through the Bible, we get to hear God through people encouraging us. And yet, if you are turned off to that, you won't hear. Okay? You never heard his voice, nor have you seen his face, verse 38, nor does his word truly live inside you, for you refuse to believe me or to embrace me as his messenger. When we refuse the work of God in our hearts, we won't be able to hear his voice. Verse 39, you are busy analyzing the scriptures. I love this. The the religious leaders and people who are religious are busy studying the scriptures or analyzing them. Pouring over them in hopes of gaining eternal life. Religion will never give you eternal life. Religion does not guarantee you re- uh, uh, eternal life. Reading and studying, which is great, and pouring over the scriptures, uh, hope, you know, and you think, by doing this work, I'm going to gain eternal life. It doesn't give you eternal life. Everything you read in the Old Testament, Jesus is talking about that. Everything you read in the Torah, the prophets, and the poetry points to him. Yet you refuse to come to me so I can give you the life that you're looking for. I want to give it to you, Jesus said. But they're not going to get it because they're too busy doing works and religious activities which do not lead to eternal life. The law does not lead to eternal life. The law is supposed to point you to Jesus, who's the author and the perfecter of our faith. <clears throat> you know, um, it's kind of like when you're on the road and uh, you're you're... you're in the old days when we used to drive, we used to have, um, <clears throat> you know, these paper maps and we'd have to open them up and we had the signs on the road. And um, what we would do is we would drive and we would look for an exit. And if we missed that exit, I mean, like we're studying these things to get to the exit. And if we miss the exit, we're still going in the wrong direction. GPS is today. Hi, Michelle. The GPS is today. I love GPSs. But what they do is if you are in your car and you're supposed to, it says, make a left turn in 200 feet and you make a right turn, it calculates. <clears throat> it says this phrase recalculating or redirecting. And what it does is it's it it takes your position of where uh, of where you're supposed to go analyzes it with the position where you're in, and then it recalculates how to get you to where you're going. Okay? That's what the Word of God does. That's what the Word of God is supposed to do, is to point you to Jesus. It's not to, it's not to point you to, any, to a religious activity or, or a religious person. It doesn't do that. It points you to Jesus. Jesus said, I do not accept the honor that comes from men. And I believe, that's in verse 41. And I believe what what he's talking about is the pats on the back. God is not interested in, Jesus is not interested in being being patted on the back for approval. He doesn't need that. And he says, for I know what kind of people you are, and I can see that the love of God has found no home in you. Jesus obviously is looking for love and affection for the Father. He's looking for love and affection for for him being Lord of our lives. The love of God has has not been found in these men. Religion never leads you to the love of God. Religion leads you to obligations. It leads you to, um, <clears throat> it leads you to doing things that are fluff, the best way to say it. All they are is just like smoke and mirrors. It has nothing to do, you know, um, I, I went to a Bible college back in the 70s. And, uh, and one of the songs we used to sing is Rudy Toot Toot, Rudy toot, toot. I am the boy from the Institute. I don't smoke and I don't chew and I don't go with girls who do. All religious activities are like that. They're, they're frail. They're meaningless. They're empty. God is not interested. He said, I desire mercy instead of sacrifice. I desire compassion, not sacrifice. So in other words, I desire love, not obligation. I want you to love me. What kind of a husband out there would say he loves his wife, all right? Or I'm sorry, not prove that he loves his wife, but does things for her. Or does things to gain her approval. Doesn't mean he loves her. We need to have the love of God find a place in our home. In us. Alright. You can't say, I love God but hate my neighbor. You can't do that. First John says that. He who who loves me and keeps... He who keeps my commandments and does them is the one who loves me. He says that later, and we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Jesus has come to represent his Father, and yet we refuse to embrace him in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For you must believe that he is... And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We need to embrace him in faith. Because he represents the father. And so we embrace him. And when we embrace him, we embrace the father. Now, a lot of us in our society have had bad experiences with fathers. And I get that. And I've had many people prophesy over me. Kristen, you have a great day too. Enjoy, okay? Be well. We'll talk later, okay? But when someone comes in their own name... With their own agenda, people already accept them. I remember a guy in Texas, in Dallas, Texas, I think it was Dallas or somewhere around there. Anyway, he claimed to be Jesus. All right. Now, one of the physical attributes of this man was that he had glasses. And I just don't see Jesus having any part of his body in a weak sense. He didn't need glasses. Come on. But people readily accepted him. People accepted Jim Jones before he um, had all those people drink the Kool-Aid. People accept the cults because they're different. Okay, but these people who lead cults, all right, have their own agendas in mind. They don't have love of the Father in mind. They don't have the love of God in mind. They have the love of themselves in mind. And then Jesus says this in verse 44, you're unable to believe in me for you live for the praises of others and not for the praise that comes from the only true God. You're living for the praises of others, stop it. I don't need people to pat me on the back anymore. If you like me, great. If you don't, no big deal. Yeah, Not everybody's gonna like you. Not everybody's gonna like me. It's like there are people in this world and I don't know who, I think they need to be born again but they love liver and onions. I can't stand liver and onions, it just yeah. Now, bacon and onions, that's different, but liver and onions, ew. Some people live for a great taste and what you can give to me. People live for the praises of men. You know, uh, you remember the story of the publican and the Pharisee. The publican... Uh, the Pharisee says, you know, basically, look at me, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I give and I do all this stuff. I'm looking for the praises of men. I stand in public with my garb on. I, I wear these things so people will praise me and honor me. When our real desire ought to be honored by God. Remember, and in, 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 I think it's 1 Samuel. He says, he he who honors me, I will honor. Let me get it here. I'm going to try to find it here real quick. And he who honors me, I will honor, Jesus said. Or not Jesus, but it was in Samuel. I'll find it here in a second. You honor God and he honors you. We pray this prayer every day. Our Father in heaven. Hallowed or praise be to your name. We honor him. We praise him. He turns around and he honors us. Hallelujah. And so we have to recognize this. You don't go after the praise of men. You go after God. You go after the praise of God. You want God to honor you. You want God to bless you. Does God do it? Yes. We follow him. We honor him. Jesus said this. I won't be the one who accuses you before the father. Verse 45. The one who will incriminate you is Moses. The very one you claim to obey. The one in whom you trust. I love how he says this. This is so cool. I love how he says this. This just just makes me laugh, actually. He says, um, I'm hoping I can get this here. Lord Jesus, you're good. Okay, the phone turned off. I'll get that verse for you later. Where he says, "He who honors me, I will honor Wow, if you believe in me you if you believed in me, you would believe the words of Moses let me give me just a second, okay, I'll be right back. let's unplug this and let's plug this in mm-hmm. can't do that, so let's go here, got it. You know, you get all these things and you plug in, you forget to plug in an an accessory, and then you have to do it, blah, blah, blah. And it happens. All right, there we go. And we'll put you in there. This is real professional, I know, I'm sorry. He who honors me, I will honor. We'll get there in a second. But if you really believe Okay? If you really believe what Moses said about, uh, believe what Moses has written, if you believe what Moses has written about me, he says, then you would embrace me, for Moses wrote about me, but since you do not believe what he wrote, no wonder you don't believe what I say. No wonder you don't believe what I have to say—it's <laughs> not a wonder anymore. <laughs> if you go through the Torah, which, of course, the um, the Pharisees uh, loved—I'm trying to get this thing right, and it's just not going for me. So, um, <clears throat> if you if you read the Torah, if you study the Torah, it all points to God. Now, um, what's his name? Uh, John Bevere talked about this. He said, Every 50 letters in Genesis and Exodus and Exodus, spell the words Torah in the Hebrew. Spell the word Torah. Every 49 letters in Numbers and Deuteronomy spell the word Torah backwards. Okay. And Leviticus. Every so uh, so often, every letter, uh, every so many letters, and I don't remember what they were. Spell Yahweh. So all of this points to Jesus. The Ten Commandments point to Jesus. It's not necessarily. Um, it's not necessarily that these um, <clears throat> that the law is just written for a bunch of do's and don'ts. Because you can read Hebrews and it says, "I will, I will, I will." It's pointing to Jesus, who is the author and perfecter. I say, but since you do not believe what he wrote, you may um, mentally ascend to what Jesus or, or what Moses wrote, but you don't take it into here. It's just words to you. Believing has nothing to do with your mind. Believing has everything to do with. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. It's got to come from here. Faith comes uh, not physically from your heart, but from your depth, from the innermost being of you. It's that person that you're that you're um, talking. It's that person you are when you close your eyes at night. Try it sometime. Try it sometime. Close your eyes and say your name without talking. That's the real you. That's the person you are. That's the person you are today. When you close your eyes and you just say, that's the person that Jesus talks to. That's the person that must believe. I can't get, I don't know what the problem is with my phones. But anyway. Anyway. no wonder if you don't believe in your heart what is said many people believe in the name of Jesus but they don't believe it they don't know it <clears throat> but since you do not believe what he wrote no wonder you don't believe what he said what you don't believe in Jesus believe it. Don't just take this word, the Bible, don't just take it and read it for just read it to read it. Take the word, take the Bible and really read it to get to know God. Do the New Testament because the Old Testament points to Jesus. John the Baptist was the last of the new of the Old Testament prophets. John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets. Jesus is Lord. I won't be the one who accuses you before the Father. The one who will incriminate you is Moses. We never are incriminated by God. I'll have to find that verse. It's, it's in Samuel somewhere. I'll find it and I'll get to you. <clears throat> God will never accuse you. Jesus will never accuse you. Remember, the word Satan means, the name Satan actually means accuser. Jesus will never accuse you. He said it in John chapter 3. I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes is not condemned. Jesus said this. But he who does not believe is condemned already. God loves you. Well, we're going to continue this later. Um, I can't find that verse. I'll find it. But... um, just know that God loves you he cares about you he honors you he loves you he wants you he has a desire for you thank you Jesus for your goodness thank you Father you're so good Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Father, for your love today. Hey, Mike. Jesus is Lord. Thank you, Father. Okay, here it is. It's in First Samuel, Chapter Two, Verse Thirty. It says, therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. But now the Lord said, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. <clears throat> if you honor him, he will honor you. There you go. Well, that's it. We're going to stop now. And um, I want to thank you for joining me. We're going to go into John chapter 6 starting tomorrow. And uh, <coughs> excuse me. And I, I want, really want to thank you for joining me. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to my podcast, subscribe uh, here, you know, and if you can. And uh, share these videos. This is how you can financially help this ministry. The more likes we get and I know it's stupid but the more like likes we get the more people that watch there's a monetary um, <clears throat> blessing that happens from the people around us so uh, from these companies so praise God God is doing some great things and and we're going to see some things if you'd like to you know be a part of this ministry go to Tom and Sarah Ministries at gmail.com and say Tom I want to be a part and you can help financially, you can help uh, by prayer, which to me is more important. And, uh, and, and God can do some great things. <clears throat> and God wants to do great things for you as well. All right, so that's it. Um, yeah, I guess we'll talk to you next time. Have a great day.